sick of sorrow sick of the pain sick of hearing again and again that there's gonna be peace on earth Warcast for Catholics today a special edition of the CPF podcast focusing on what we do at the Catholic Peace Fellowship. In addition to our work of conscience formation and education in the Catholic Peace tradition, and in addition to our publication of the Sign of Peace, a theology journal that's both readable and relevant, we also work with and for soldiers, actual men and women seeking a way out of the military. They call us on the GI Rights Hotline, and we're here for them. This is what we do. And today, a couple of stories from the families of those whom we've helped. We hope you enjoy. the Catholic Peace Fellowship um, because of a dilemma that her son was in, a, a rather serious dilemma. Deb, thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Mike. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Now, could you tell us a little bit about um, what what was going on with your son and why you called us? Um, my son was in a dilemma that we felt he had no option to get out of, and uh, from everything that we were hearing from all the sources that we went to, um, it, it was... Uh, you know, as if he were um, stuck in the situation that he was in. And he, at the time, was uh, very suicidal, and um, we weren't getting much help um, that, to, for the right direction in any way to take him in. And uh, we saw the GI rights, um, the website. Yeah, right. And, and um, you know, I have to admit, at first I was really leery about, um, okay, is this, is this legitimate? Is this a trick? Um, because we had right. been told so many things, um, you know, that, that weren't true from uh, other sources. Well, and he, just real he had been in the military for how long at that point? He was only in training, um, correct? Yes, he was only in training. He had completed basic, which went fine, and um, then he was in um, AIT school. Okay, and even though he was suicidal, he, he you know, and, and wanted to get out, it was it just was not happening. Right, right, and he had been hospitalized, and you know, we had civilian doctors that you know said he needed to get out, and um, it it just wasn't happening, and it seemed like um, you know things were just being delayed, and um, it was it was very uh, crushing, and. When we returned home, I had contacted an attorney who was a retired colonel um, from the Air Force, and he had called uh, to see what he could find out to try to help us, and he was told that everything that I had already known, right. um, that I had been told, you know, uh, previously, and um, and that was not, you know, for free either. <laughs> Right, right. And One I thing important, all of all of our help that we give is uh yeah, is absolutely uh for free. 
It is, and that's what amazes me as well. Um, when I called you guys, I mean, Mike was wonderful. He he walked me through everything. He told me what to expect, and I mean, right down to the letter, everything came out just as he said it would. Right. And um, so that was a tremendous help because, you know, we had no idea what to do and where to go and, and how to get the help that we needed. So, so Deb, Deb, what actually happened then after uh, Mike kind of helped to direct you with your, with your um, son? We had uh, taken him down to Fort Knox to be – let me explain. First of all, we were AWOL, right. okay? And um, we went down to Fort Knox to get him processed out. And, uh, you know, it was, you know, exactly as Mike said, go down on a Tuesday night. You know, everything would be processed. It would be out on Friday. I mean, we were hearing all kinds of horror stories otherwise. Right. He would be punished. And, you know, right. so you guys, you know, you were truthful with us. You were very upfront. And not only that, you were very supportive and caring. And so <laughs> that, to me, was a tremendous relief. Yeah. Um, you guys were an answer to prayer for me because well, um, I was – I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I just was going to say thanks. That's a, that's a really nice thing to say. And um, I, In terms of answering prayers, tell us a little bit about your son now. He, uh, he was able to get discharged, and uh, how is he doing now? He is doing fine doing fine now does he does he you know this is i guess the final question and, and something a lot of people ask with our work is does he now um see clearly you know does have you talked about like why he enlisted and um and the fact that he was able to to find some things out in training that just you know told him that the military life was not for him is that basically what happened Yes, pretty much, pretty much. And he was going through depression because he felt stuck in the situation. And even after we returned home for a while, I mean, he was still getting medical treatment for that. Right. I mean, what we have found, I don't know if this is your experience here, is that, that a lot of people, you know, once they go into training, they find that this is just not working. But of course, unlike most other um, professions, you know, you're not able to just say that, that it's not working and this is really taking a toll. You're kind of stuck there. So um, so it sounds like it's really been a blessing that he's been able to, to move, move out of that that um yeah so okay it's been a tremendous blessing and um you, you are right in the fact that it's not like any other job that you can just say okay this isn't for me and i'm going to walk away from it you can't walk away from it the government um literally you are their property you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um so yeah you your options are, are really few at that point and that's you know that's one of the things that's important to us is to say that yeah of course any commitment is very serious but at the end of the day we are not the property of the government we are um, we're the property of God and um, and uh, and so ultimately if if that's something that in order to to be alive and healthy and uh, and even in cases of conscience then uh, a discharge may be exactly what, what what's needed so we're really glad that we were able to help you out, Deb. Yeah, I appreciate that. I really do. And and I would um, in turn like to help you guys out because of what you are there for. And I know, I remember emailing Mike saying, don't ever take your side off the Internet because that was how we found you guys. Right. Um, otherwise, I don't know how we would have come across you um, to get the information that we received. 
Right. Well, that's why we're trying to expand and get the word out to more and more people that, you know, when you're in a battle against uh, against war and violence, you got to do it one person at a time. And so we're really happy we're able to help you and uh, and even more importantly, help your son. So thanks, Deb. And uh, we'll continue to, to be working together. Okay. Thank you, Mike. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Roger Snyder and his daughter had an experience uh, with some recruiters that led him to calling the uh, the Catholic Peace Fellowship and the GI Rights Hotline. Roger, what happened with your daughter when she was being recruited and as she uh, considered enlisting? Well, the recruiter went to the high school and he recruited a friend of hers and then he asked her to bring a friend down. So she, my daughter went down with her friend, they sat down. And she glorified all this, the free school and everything else, talked my daughter into going in. And with a recruiter's help, he, he helped nudge it and nudge and nudge her until she decided to sign. He said, well, I better talk to my dad first. She said, you're 18. You don't need to talk to your dad. Wow. And, uh, you know, you, you want your dad to have to pay back all this money for the school? You want all these student loans? Do you want to put your parents under that pressure when we can pay for everything? Everything's going to be free? And my daughter signed, and then she said, well, she came and told me about it, and I said, I want to talk to recruiters, so I went down the next day. And he said, well, she's not obligated yet. She hasn't went down to St. Louis. She just She's going to go to a few drills, see if she likes it, and if she doesn't like it, then she can just quit. Well, and- after she went to the first drill, all that changed. Mm-hmm. My, my dad came to me and said, what is she doing joining the National Guard? I said, I have no idea. And he said, well, you need to get her out of that. They're going to send her, her to Iraq. And I called the recruiter, and I said, well, she'd like to get out of it. He said, it's too late now. She went down to St. Louis. She's been to drills. She's in. There's nothing you can do about it. Hmm. I said, well, that's not what you told me. And he goes, what are you talking about? I said, when you told me if she didn't like the drills, she could get out? Well, that's before she went to St. Louis and signed up. So one day I was really angry. My dad was upset about it. So I got on the computer, and I typed in, get out of the military. (laughs) And the website came up. (laughs) Wow. It just came up, giwrites.org. So I called the number, and I talked to Mike. I don't know if it was you or not. Nope, the other Mike. Mike, The other Mike. And the other Mike was very helpful. He said, I don't know about the delayed entry program as far as the guard goes, but he said, we'll we'll try it. Here's what you do. And he gave me specific things to do. First, call the recruiter and tell him and send a letter and then then just not do nothing. Make him come to you. And uh, after being told by my state representative and by everybody else that it's near impossible, a lady in the office that worked for the state representative actually called a colonel and talked to him, and he verified what I was told by Mike, that nobody's ever went to jail for backing out. Right, right. And that made me feel better about the situation, and uh, we we just followed everybody's lead. As far as, you know, send a letter if they want you to send a letter or don't do nothing and, and let them come to you. And finally, after all this time, I called up and I said, I want this thing to be done. And the captain said, what's your email address? And he sent me a letter and right at the top of the paper it said, done. Wow. Wow. Now she's discharged. Wow. And, uh, and she got a non-characterized separation. 
Right, which will not affect her in the future, and no, will not affect yeah. her at all. Now, if she had, if she had, uh, if you had listened to the recruiter, who you know was deceiving you, and she had gone ahead and and been in boot camp, then it would have gotten much, much oh, uh, tougher. Yeah, yeah, she she'd been stuck. So it was it was good that good that you talked to him. That's great. And how's your how's your daughter doing now? Fantastic. She's in college. She's doing good. She's working same job she worked, working her way through, and. Uh, She's happy as can be. That's great. Well, listen, Roger, we just wanted to get that story because, you know, we help soldiers every day, and uh, we want to get out there so that people know some of the stories and the actual people uh, that we help. So thanks for sharing your story, and, uh, and uh, you know, I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to share. I just thank God for you guys. Okay. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Roger. All right. Have a great day. Okay. Bye-bye. So this is what we do at the Catholic Peace Fellowship. It's not easy work. It's the work of personalism, trying to increase peace in our world, one person, one conscience at a time. And so today, we want to take this special chance to ask for your help. You know, you would think that with so many Catholics in the military and so many Catholics in the country that this work would be flowering and going strong. But actually, this is it. You're listening to it. And uh, we do not have much money at all. So please consider today making a donation to help our work so that in the coming year we can keep this going. Continue to put out materials to educate people that the Catholic Church does have a long and storied peace tradition. And perhaps even more importantly, to answer the phones and to reach out to more and more soldiers who are calling us looking for a way out. So to donate, if you simply go back to our website and look right under our top banner, you'll see the button called Donate. We have a secure website, makes it easy and secure to donate money to us. Please consider doing that. And also, in the coming year, consider becoming more a part of the Catholic Peace Fellowship. We need people to go out there to high schools and to counter all the billions of dollars being spent to recruit more and more soldiers into the military. In fact, just this morning on NPR, a story from uh, one of the Army Chiefs of Staff saying that they need more, more soldiers because there's more war that is planning on being fought. And we need to counter that. We need to be, for the church, a sign of peace. And not only for the church, but for our world. But this takes time and it takes money. So consider making a donation to us. And thanks for listening. We'll see you in 2007 as we continue with Warcast for Catholics.